The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. Oh, we're just going to have to have the HR meeting. Can someone book the sexy room, please? And Michael Lucas. Put it over my rock-hard abs and my elephant's ear. This is Emsolation. I, as we all know and discussed last week, have been bottoming out hormonally. <laughs> and she does not mean that in the gay sense. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, a screenwriter, Mr Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every Thursday. How are you? Oh, it's late. It's late Wednesday night. Michael's been in Paris at a chateau. So we had to do it. Look, this is fresh off the press. This is just coming to you straight away. I'm not going to be long because my brain is fried. I've got my first ever estrogen patch on. It's all happening. We discussed that on the podcast, of course. I went to the endocrinologist today and, um, well, the news was as we expected. We also talk about Elon Musk changing the name of Twitter to X and the clusterfuck that has been. Michael has finally seen Barbie, so you get his review The US trip is 23 days away. Gosh, there's lots to talk about. But how are you? Are you well? The Marriage Diaries Part 2 did go out on Emsolation Extra this week. And again, extraordinary response. My husband, look, he's been getting some interesting DMs from some Emsolators because we did reveal why he missed the press club address. And some of you, not too happy. But he has taken it on the chin, which is lovely of him. I'm grateful. I'm happy. But, um... You know, we're going to do more because Scott does have a nice voice. Michael does point that out. It is a little bit of ASMR when you hear my husband. I hope you're all well. I hope things are good in your life. I really need to wrap this intro up because my brain is fried. Enjoy what you're about to hear and I'll um, I'll catch you in the outro, which is I'm going to do that straight away again. So, oh, the magic behind the curtain, the magic of podcasting. Okay, play the music. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Michael Lucas. <laughs> Sorry, just a quick gunt check and then the show can begin. 
<laughs> Welcome to menopause. <laughs> what the fuck? You are the worst. Now you're going to have to explain, do a reset of the entire thing. Explain what you've just had to witness. Go on. As we did our tech setup and as everyone was checking the frame, it was identified. I don't even know who, by who, was identified that one of, in M's fashionable black top, the buttons, unfortunately, were revealing part of her, quote, gunt. And so then there was basically a whole MacGyver effort. It could have been a two-hour thriller, let's get rid of M's gunt, in which, like, things were, bits of black cardboard were being sourced because she could shove down the front. I, I mean. Listen. I think what you need is a Cher style. You know how Cher gets the wetsuit that she puts on <laughs> under the clothes? Except in your case, you would be, oh, my God, the heat. The L- heat. Listen to me. I'm already having personal summers as it is because my body is turning in on itself. And, by the way, it is my powerful abdominal muscles trying to break <laughs> free of the garment, not aforementioned gunt. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. I do have a cesarean section paunch, but I'm not quite in oh, that word. <laughs> But thank you. No, exactly. You've got an elephant's ear. That's your <laughs> situation. And, and that's a quote, by the way. Yeah, it is. Around me and no one had some double-sided tape or a, or a fucking needle and thread. But anyway, mm-hmm. thank you for that. So that was a little... We must get straight to you because we are barely containing ourselves. Michael has now seen Barbie. <laughs> I have, I have. Okay. I, it came out and I was in France and obviously there was no way I was going to go see it and try and navigate the French dub version. Mm-hmm. As, as entertaining as that would sound, so I had to, it felt like an eternity, even though in the end I saw it on Tuesday night and it only came out the weekend prior, so it really wasn't a long time. But given how much discourse mm. and, like, just the flood of reactions and reviews, I cannot believe how many people I know on Instagram and Facebook went to see it on the first weekend. It well, was insane. Yeah, well, it made $500 million worldwide. It made 34 in Australia, 34 mil That's- in opening and it's Amazing. Great. Yeah, it's great. Okay, what did you think? Basically, I mean, basically I loved it. I, I For me, I think the thing that, because I'd read everything about it, I didn't even try not to. I'd read your review. I'd, I'd gone to Rotten Tomatoes where it's it's gone gangbusters. I mean, it's 90%, but, I mean, still there's negatives. So I read all the positives, all the negatives, so I was completely, like, filled up with, with all of the discourse about it. But when I watched it, I think the thing, Thing that until you see it, you don't can't quite glean, is how weird and funny at funny like 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 it. I just thought it was one of the most consistently funny movies. For me, the reference that no one brings up that I think of is Zoolander. Mm. Like I thought it was so wild and anarchic and funny, and I hadn't realised how much it was going to do things like. You know, like have Helen Mirren as the narrator say, note to filmmakers, if you want to make this point, you shouldn't have cast Margot Robbie. Like I didn't know (laughs) it went to that level. Mm, mm. And so when I heard all the stuff about, oh, there's speeches, there's feminists, they talk about the patriarchy. Yeah, of course they do. But the whole thing, like they're happy to take the piss out of themselves and for me, honestly, it was probably the funniest feature. I We thought about it and we think maybe since Bridesmaids, for yes. me it was the funniest film that I've seen mm. since that time. Like in terms of just consistently and different jokes were hitting different parts of the audience at different, like there was one time when they were like, oh, that was Proust Barbie, that did not sell well. And like I pissed myself. Oh, I pissed myself. Zack Snyder gag. 
I ju- and and yeah, so I think what I had underestimated, and then when you read think pieces about it, what they can't convey is just the full throttle tone of we're taking the piss out of everything. There will be a gag every twenty seconds, no matter what, and and also just it's so exuberant, like how she's got like everyone in that cast is so. Um, having the time of their lives. And so obviously I'm aware, you know, you, you, you usual suspects of Piers Morgan and all those people are like tearing it to shreds because of how much it says the patriarchy. But I feel like it's, it's, that's, it's kind of hard to, to really go hard against it just because no one takes it less seriously than itself and because it is, you just look like you're a pill if you're doing that because it is, <laughs> it's a reminder that, Comedy is just such a powerful way to get things across because mm. it's really disarms disarm me anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of broadly agree with you in that I I was basically enjoying myself the entire time. Sometimes I was enjoying myself so much I just could hardly believe it. I did probably once we got into the Mattel offices start to get a little bit. Mm. <laughs> For those of you who have seen it, yeah, she's in the real world at this point. But then they, we have an extended sequence where the Mattel executives are just as crazy as anything that was in the Barbie Land. <laughs> And it was maybe getting a bit much for me at that point, mm. but nah, I was I was right back in. I was right back in. And the other thing that I've read about it a lot is a lot of people saying it's a def- it feels defensive, and I don't agree. I mean, I know that they're citing they they bring up all the criticisms, but they do it all in the tone of just throwing everything at the wall and saying everything that for me it felt like it was made by someone who was liberated and didn't give two fucks about what people were going to say. Like she was mm. making, I thought she was making the movie that she wanted to make. I didn't think that she was sitting there going, oh, I've got to get this point across and I've got to get that point. I just thought it was this big stew of everything that she wanted in there. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so that was it. Good. I, 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 it was four out of five yeah. stars for me. I loved it, loved Greta Gerwig. Uh, oh, the only other thing that I guess... I really, everyone's talked about um, Gosling and, of course, because oh. what a role, what a role for him, mm. sings, dances, hilarious, consistently hilarious. But I did really love Margot Robbie and I thought she was work, walking a really tricky line. She was heartfelt but she still was inside all the comedy of it. She did the physical humour really well and, weirdly, I cared about her mm. and... Like that's no small feat. Anyway, I've I've chatted for about five minutes. No, I love it. You are drawn to the complex leading lady, though. There's no denying. Oh yes, but I actually, I'll be honest, and I feel bad saying this. I didn't. I've never got that from her so much. Mm. Like I've like I've always enjoyed her, but she's never been someone that's. I've always thought she's very skilled. Obviously. You know, stunningly beautiful, but I never thought that she was one of those really complex mm. people that would make me obsessed. But in this one, yeah, when she was having an existential crisis, when she was doing the physical, she just did so much, and mm. she kept it pretty, yeah, sincere. There was a sincerity to her that I really liked. Like I, I thought she was even probably at times more restrained than even like Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde. Like she <laughs> kept it, and as it went on, she got more and more yeah. centered or something. And yeah. that last line, I mean, no spoilers, oh, but brilliant. The last line for me summed up that this was Greta Gerwig sort of going, "This is meant to be funny. Mm. I don't give a fuck." And she, Margaret Robbie's into it, and she's doing great. And it finished, and I was, I. Could not believe that was the last line and laughed and laughed yeah. and laughed and laughed and laughed. Fuck. Anyway. But also the yeah. reason it caught the same rating as The Dark Knight. 
So it is rated a 12 plus in the UK, which is the same rating that The Dark Knight got. So everyone's really super cool with violence, but not so much that is that mental. area. I know. The thing, all the reviews are coming out, and as I predicted, it's been highly divisive, divisive, however you want to say that word. And I just have been sitting back watching the right wing, let's just completely hectically, chaotically spin out. And somebody took some of the one-star reviews and made posters out of them. And they're oh, yeah, yeah. I'm living for them. So imagine a picture of Barbie and this is what someone actually wrote about it underneath and, and a person's made them into like review posters. The feminist agenda will kill us all. <laughs> they won't be happy yeah. until we're all gay. A pink acid trip that feels like being slapped by lots of confusingly attractive people. All of those things would make me want to see that movie. So... <laughs> Totally, yep. 100%. But they'd still be, I mean, it's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. They would be stoked. I don't think anyone would have ever imagined that no. a Barbie movie would get that much approval. So, And I just think. Also, the other thing is, yep. I know she's come out today, Greta Gerwig, and said, that's all I have in me at this stage. I see no sequel. And, and to a certain extent, I feel like I, you've just been on such a journey with Barbie. I just don't know where you'd take it. I don't want to see Barbie Mm-mm. in the real world navigating things. I'm very open to some of those side characters having a movie. If El- if they want to make an Ellen movie, uh, at, who's played by Michael Sarah, who's who's Ken's completely unnecessary best friend, I would watch the shit out of that. There's minor characters the whole way through mm. that I really enjoyed, and I would very enthusiastically go back to Barbie Land. Well, you know, Jonathan Groff was their original pick, and he couldn't do it because of scheduling conflict. So Michael Sarah was their second. Oh, he was a beautiful mm. pick. The whole, every bit of casting in mm. it was sensational. And there are other Kens who time. couldn't do it because of scheduling. Dan Levy and Ben Platt both were asked and both had to say no because the majority of the film was filmed in the UK and it was COVID and they couldn't get there because of other projects. So Dan Levy as a Ken would have been marvellous. I really could see that. Yeah, yeah. I mm. know. That mm. is a real shame. Well, let's just hope. Look, but... it's, it's doubled Oppenheimer's opening weekend. Let's just hope this guarantees more studios give money to the guaranteed big budget box office success movies, you know, to women and people of colour. Let's just hope that, you know, this is, Greta's done that. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it was really thrilling to see. And even though it doubled it, Oppenheimer was still an absolute blockbuster. So, like, that made a ton of money too. Mm -hmm. And it was really exciting to feel like maybe the superhero movie of era of movies. I mean, I know you've, you've gone your whole way with the Marvel Universe, but I was out after the second Avengers movie and... That has just consumed movies for so long. And so this weekend was really exciting. My only hesitation is it's just such a unique thing. Like every Barbie occupies such a unique place in the culture that nothing else does. Mm. Like I know Mattel's doing all these other toys. There's nothing else that has the cultural resonance of Barbie. Like Uh, you you can't... I would like to see a Cabbage Patch Kid. Hot Wheels? No, Cabbage Patch Kid movie. I'd watch the shit out of that. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Mm. I would love but to the, see that. Yes, but out of the Mattel, because they listed all the Mattel oh, ones. Oh, nah, no one cares. Nah, yeah. it's done, it's done. Hot Wheels, Polly Pocket, yeah. Oh, where's Mashira yeah. He-Man? Are they Mattel? I'd love to see a she- Shira He-Man remake. Oh, I'd watch the shit out of that. Mm. It would also be interesting because obviously I think the trick for this is that they just went flaps to the wall anarchic comedy. <laughs> and But... 
it was electrifying in this case because I didn't necessarily expect it. Like I expected maybe a more reverent mm. approach to Barbie. But I wonder if they're going to attempt that with the other branded ones. Because if you do it now, everyone will be like, oh, you're just trying to do what Greta Gerwig did with Barbie. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Well, I'm glad you saw it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And we can now move on. <laughs> To more chaotic, fucking farcical situations, i.e. Elon Musk changing Twitter's name to X in the messiest, most binfire rollout I have ever witnessed. Like, yeah. oh, it's just wild how wrong this has gone for him. So, like... Even it's that classic, when I'm writing a show for the comedy festival, I will name it and come up with the show poster before I even have any concept of what's going to happen. This is what it feels like has happened with Elon Musk renaming Twitter because the first thing is he's called it X, but he didn't bother to do a, a search to see if anyone owned the trademark on that because it turns out Meta and Microsoft both own trademarks on X. So that's the first mistake he made. Then he... The that, is, that in itself is so wild, by the way, considering every time I name even a most minor character yeah. in an Australian television show, a legal team does a full search yeah. on that name. So I know. wild. It's wild. The police were called to the San Francisco headquarters of Twitter because they were trying to remove the sign and didn't have permits for the ginormous equipment he'd rolled in to pull the sign down. So now that's all that's left is err. It just ER. Oh, amazing. And then you go on to now X, formerly known as Twitter. The only thing that's changed is the, the, the bird logo is now an X, but everywhere else on the site, write new tweet, check tweets here. The word Twitter and tweet is all over the site still. It's everywhere. And then company wow. employees have come out and said that... Um, in the cafeteria, they're now projecting the X on a wall like it's a Batman signal and they've renamed all the conference rooms to words with X in them. So the conference room's names are now Exposure, Exalt oh. and oh Sexy. So can you imagine, are uh, we just going to have to have the HR meeting? Can someone book the sexy room, please? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's, to me, he has taken one of the strongest brands in the world, right, one that managed mm. to actually become a verb, like to tweet rep replaced to post. Do you know how hard yeah. that is to achieve? And he's just gone, nah, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to start, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this another way, guys, follow me. I just can't believe, I can't believe it. I can't believe so it. So are you calling it, is this curtains now? Or do you think it will trundle on? I think that I read an article that said they suspect he's deliberately tanking it so he can declare bankruptcy, that he's he's treating this as just his own personal, like, Titanic, basically. Right, so okay. That actually does make more sense than him legitimately thinking that this is a good move branding-wise because Don't you think that's giving him way too much credit? And, and assuming he has that kind of business acumen because it's easier to believe 
the other thing that he's just making dick jokes and X and ha ha ha, sexy sex, that kind of thing, than to actually mm. believe he has some kind of business plan. Because if before he's even checked the trademark, he's hiring cranes to come and take down a sign. <laughs> well, I wish them so much luck. It's Emsolation Extra. Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. I think that is the thing in 22 years that has hurt me the most is you not being at that press club address. I think, you know, of all the things that we've gone through, it was so out of character for you. And every show I've ever done and every scary thing I've ever taken on, you've always been there opening night. Like I know that I can look out and see you smiling there, slightly amused, slightly bemused. <laughs> and so when I knew I was going to be facing that press club without you there, but I also became enraged that you wouldn't change it. And then when you offered to change it, I was so far gone on being angry with you. I didn't want to let you off the hook. Do you know what I mean? Like I was self-sabotaging in a way. Like I knew I wanted you there, but I didn't want to give you the satisfaction. Being off the hook. For stuffing up in the first place. For putting me through yep. the couple months of absolute turmoil. Like, I didn't speak to you for, I reckon, eight weeks. And I remember just screaming at you, this press club address has become about your absence and not about what I'm trying to achieve. And every time I look back on it, I'm going to feel that, not pride at what I did, but that sting of rejection because you weren't there. And because I stuffed it up and it was a bad stuff up and then you eventually... Like you got the email and checked, and then you came out really hard at me, and then, so then I sheltered. Like I said, I didn't have the clarity at that point to realise. Hang on a minute, we can get both of this to work. Yeah. I can get this, both this work quite comfortably and mm. easily, and then we were in the mm. we we're in the Cold War thing or what? Mm. You know, it was. And then you said, "Well, why don't you just do it?" And I'm like, "Well, I didn't." Then I didn't know if you wanted me there. You know what I mean? I didn't. Again, discouraged. Like I could have just gone, "No, I'm going to be there." I could have walked. You know, I what honestly mean? thought. I did think you were gonna just do it again yeah. without. I just thought that you would. That's my that's my strength and weakness. I thought I was gonna wake up and you were just gonna be at the, the hotel. Yeah, and, and so a mate of mine, he just said it on a text. Just, just go, just do it, mate. Don't worry, just go. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if she wants me. For all of that and so much more, subscribe now at emsolation.supercast.com. It's emsolation extra. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. I wanted to actually ask you, have you listened to Scott Barrow, my husband? Yeah. Did you listen? I've, I, I want you to know that I wandered, wandered around Paris, city of romance, <laughs> <laughs> listening to you and Scott. And I was almost, I wish I'd filmed myself actually um, because... Yeah, it was an interesting, but I've only heard the first one, oh. so I haven't. I oh well, we'll, we'll, yeah, the we'll second hold, one's the big one. We'll hold our discussion because on Emsolation Extra this week, Scott, my husband, we told the truth about why he wasn't at. What happened at the thing? No, I was sitting there the whole time waiting for that to come up, yeah. and then I realised it was only part one. All right, but um, we'll discuss next week. Okay, what I will say though is Scott yes. has a very calming voice. <laughs> He should do ASMR or whatever it is. <laughs> it's just lilting and lulling and sort of slightly husky mm. and 
very rarely gets worked up in a way that I could imagine you might find insufferable at times. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's quite calming. Mm. It's quite calming. Anyway, well, he's... it's not my top recommendation for when you're wandering through the streets of Paris to listen to him and Scott. Although in the first one, actually, it made me optimistic. Sorry, I said we said we wouldn't talk about it. The first no, no, one, I was like, fine. yeah, no, they're going to be together forever. This is fine. But oh, I, I, I can't wait to see the water we're heading into, waters we're heading into. No, we are going to be together forever. Like, yeah. Um, he's gonna no, he's actually he's been really good because I, as we all know and discussed last week, have been bottoming out hormonally. And she does not mean that in the gay sense. For, for confused queer listeners. No, no, I would say <laughs> I have that? been fucked up the ass well and truly by I don't even know. <laughs> Mother Nature, no lube, came in dry, not a courtesy finger too blue soon. Um, yeah, I had my appointment with my endocrinologist today and, mm. oh, my God, if you and I could cast an endocrinologist, she is yeah. who we would cast. Brilliant. This young Middle Eastern, like, passionate, just so into it and... I sat down and she looked at all my... First of all, met Jenny. Oh, met Jenny today. Good for her. Jenny is the receptionist, obviously, who when I first called... Oh, the one that, the one that identified mm, and, and mm. just snuck you through, snuck you through. Got Patty you and Selma, yep, met Jenny. Yep, Jenny. I walked in, saw her straight away. She's amazing. And um, it was so nice, so nice to put a face to the name. So... And Jenny called me twice this afternoon to make sure I was okay emotionally. I'll tell you why. Mm, mm, so I, I mm. sat down with my doctor and she went through all my results and just she said, Em, I just, I don't know how you have managed these last few months because your hormones are just, the drop off is, I've not seen anything like this. So just, I'm, I'm already like a little bit like, should I be, should I feel pride at that? Like, is this something I've achieved? And she just said, "It's you are right on menopause within three months. This is just, it's not okay. So we're going to, I'm going to stabilise you. But she was basically congratulating me for not, for, for getting out of bed and for just continuing on and not murdering people. You know, like basically yeah. it was just a, God, well done, girl. And then she talked me through all the different options and the HR hormone replacement therapy and how we're going to get my estrogen and how I need other all these other hormones and all this stuff, and it was all extremely overwhelming. <laughs> I just said, I'm never going to remember. Like, I have to take tablets on certain days of my cycle, and I haven't tracked my cycle ever. So I'm like, yeah, cool, 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 and I'm taking all these notes. And then she's like, now there has been a shortage in estrogen patches. I'm like, of course there fucking has. Oh, did a Kardashian mention it? Is it a weight loss drug? Like, what the fuck? There's never a shortage <laughs> of Viagra. You don't hear about the mass testosterone shortage, do you? And then she tells me the majority of the medication I need isn't on the PBS because some dudes decided 20-odd years ago to put one type on. There's been all these advancements, but that's not there. Do you know what is there? Testosterone. Like uh. the medical misogyny, Michael. It's so hectic. But anyway... She's validated me. I'm getting all these blood tests. We're going to try and right the ship and I'll be on the HRT for the next six years. And I put my first patch on today. Check out my patch. I'm wearing a patch. Now, oh, wow. It's, it's, it's connecting beautifully with the tattoos. <laughs> 
in my mind, I was imagining like, you know, the old nicotine patches from the 80s with like these massive shame stickers? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be a shame sticker. And then I was hoping it, they would be interesting and colourful. Some leopard print patches, mm. you know, just something. But it's just like a weird, clear little sticky Band-Aid, like a cold yeah, sore patch. Yeah, such a shame. Yeah. It was just a bit bigger. You could have asked her, could I, could I get one in black and put it over my gut? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Stop <laughs> saying that oh, word. No. Put it over my rock hard abs. That are bursting. And my elephant's ear. Fourth from my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know because I, I've, I'm familiar with patches that my mother wears. And, yeah, they're, it's bizarre. It's almost scary to think that these little clear things, because they look like the kind of things you could accidentally get stuck anywhere. 100%. You know how sometimes, like, when you're doing the Christmas wrapping, you always end up with bits of tape yes. anywhere. I mean, what? you want to be careful. What if Scott I just... wants to be careful, especially if he's wandering around wearing absolutely nothing but a coat. What if I just stuck one on Scott because I want to see his feminine side? Is that how that works? <laughs> Imagine someone should write a black comedy about a woman that starts putting her estrogen patches on her husband and actually gets a lover that she wants. If only one of us was a writer. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing. And then you'd have like mm. all of a sudden St- Scott starts getting, I mean, not to get too gendered, but I am clearly, he starts to get really emotional, mm. starts to listen, starts to hear you, <laughs> gets all this empathy. <laughs> She's secretly sticking her fucking I did cross my mind. I didn't ask the question, but it did cross Some my mind. Some woman has done it, I'm sure, secretly stuck it with <laughs> patches to her husband. We are the worst. So, yes, I've got my patch on. I'm starting on a low dose and we'll build up. And pray tell, so this will stabilise. It will stop the tailspin. So basically what she's done is if you're like in a biplane that's like spinning down towards the ground, she's taken the wheel mm. and she's sort of... But she's still going to land that plane, right? Like yeah. she's oh, going to no. land it, but it's just going to be a lot more, lot more calm and like a slow slide down. What's happening? I'm down taking there? the tape doing? off my gun. It's off. Okay. Everyone's just going to see it. I don't care. You'll see my Pac-Man belly button. Whatever. Um, yeah. So the plane still has to land, right? It does. Yeah. Right. But, but it's just going to be. It's just going to be a nicer landing. Way better landing. Smoother. It's like you're in first class. You're coming into France. It's stunning. You get a nice meal. You're not on some fucking twin turbo propeller plane going to, I don't know, fucking orange, worried, running out of petrol with the driver's drunk and lost one vision in his right eye. Like that's what was happening for me. Mm. So I'm sorry mm. to all our orange listeners. I don't know why I chose orange, but yeah, I. This is apparently going to help. Everything. So I have to have a letter to take to America that states all the medication that I'm on because I've got so much medication happening in my body at the moment. So she's written me a nice little letter to give to customs. Now, Mm. speaking of America, I packed last night. I want you to... (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are getting... It's within a month now. It's 25 days. It's 25 days. It's 25 days, I think. Somebody, mate, someone fact check that. Yeah, so I packed and yeah. I, <laughs> I tried on, look, some of my bathers, I'm going to, I'm just thinking about Palm Springs and how do mm. we feel about full body caftans? <laughs> oh, it fit right in. Honestly, Palm Springs 
is yeah. uh, it's all gay men and o- older women. Okay. That's what it is. Great, 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 uh, great, great If great. you were ever going to pull out a caftan and a turban, yeah. that is the place to do it. Trust oh, me. Fabulous. Good, good, good. So I've packed. I've got all my cells ready. Um, I've packed my electronics travelling case. And I've also packed my shoes because this is all summer. All my summer stuff was in the roof. So it's all ready to go in my case by the door. And then, you know, each mm. day I just add little things to it. I've got my Palm Springs section. I've got my New York section. And I've just got to still decide on what I'm wearing to Beyonce. So I just mm. I want well, you. Well, we could also discover that together by wandering around Palm Springs boutiques. I feel like okay. I feel like the kind of fashion that is available in Palm Springs is adaptable to a Beyonce concert. Okay, okay, but I do want to have a backup just in case. We okay, don't no, of find course, anything. I'm not suggesting that you should take any risk whatsoever. It'll be anything less than four hundred percent planned. <laughs> Scott has made. I did order. Thank God, I found the perfect travel steamer because you know can't have wrinkly clothes. Scott made so much fun of me when he found out I was pack. I was trying to pack in, like I was trying to pack secretly, so he didn't know what I was doing. I just was trying to be really subtle about it. And he came in. He's like, "What are you doing? I'm packing." And then remember, this is a man who will pack on the day. Like this is a man who will pack on the day, one backpack, chucking some undies. And he said, but mm. you're not leaving for like a month. I said, it's less than that. It's 25 days. Is it 25 days? 20. Oh, my God, 23 days. Oh, my God, I've got to leave. I'm not packed. I'm not properly wow. packed. I'm not. It's 23 wow. days. 23 days. And I said to him, it is less than a month. Thank you. So this is nice. Like, why are you doing this? I said, because I'm an anxious traveller. And it's best if we just get on top of that now. And the other service, Michael, I found a service I didn't know existed. It's just, so Julia Morris told me about it. You can pay someone to meet you at the airport with a sign with your name on it. And then you walk past smugly everyone else and they take you to the express customs lane and they speak airport language to that person and then you're taken straight through and then they help you find your luggage and then they take you to a car and they drive you to your hotel. (gasps) Wow. I'm like, I don't care. What is it? 50,000 million trillion dollars? Take my money. I didn't even know this existed. This is a service that anyone can... It's so expensive. It's so expensive, but for a neurodivergent person, and I did. Heaven. I do want to point out you and Adrian have not offered to meet me at JFK when I arrive. So, <laughs> not as so, yet, but so, also keep in mind that we are 22 days out. So, I have, I'm paying someone to be my friend the moment I arrive. I just want you to know any neurodivergent person listening or just general anxious traveller, there are companies that will help you. It's not cheap, but I think if you save that little bit extra and forego something else, it's worth it. So, I've booked that called like. Sky VIP or something. I'm so excited. Like it's just taken all that anxiety away and they're going to take me to my hotel and then I'm just 23 days. I'm so excited slash terrified. Oh, my God. There's really no reason to be terrified. I know. I mean, I I can't tell you how. Mate. Mate, I am the backbone of my family. I don't. No, oh no, that, oh no, sorry, I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that. Oh no, but yes, you know probably what? Probably that. That's a good reason to be terrified. Whatever's happening on the home front. No, I'm sure. out. I'm out. I said. I yelled at them all. I made the announcement. I'm gonna just leave on this holiday like I'm a man. I'm not doing any planning. I'm packing my bag and I'm walking out the door, and they're all looking at me like doubting me. 
Chell even said, as if. <laughs> really as if. So I have to stick to my guns. I can't even make secret preparations. Like, I'll make sure Elio's okay, obviously. But the rest of those bastards, it's the fucking Hunger Games. I don't care, may the odds be ever in your favour. <laughs> I am not doing a thing. I'm, I'm going on a trip like I'm a Scot. I'm out. Sure, I'm packing 23 days in advance, but that's it. That's all the preparation I'm doing. They can go. I'm not going to prepare a single meal. I'm not going to make sure people can get picked up from things. Nothing. I'm not checking anything. I'm going and I'm going to stick to that. Stick to it. I'm gonna go like I'm you. Can I just say, when you said I'm going on this trip like I'm a Scot, I thought you meant like a Scottish person. I'm like, I didn't know that was a cultural <laughs> thing that they're incredibly independent. And I honestly had this vision of you arriving at JFK in like a kilt with Braveheart blue face, <laughs> and I was open to it. No, it'll be. I think it'll be brilliant for 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 the family. And I feel like it's really good that you've done the marriage podcast in the lead up to this. It's just given a good context for this to happen. I'm sure there's a design in there. It doesn't seem accidental to me that you would, before going away for a few weeks, would a couple of weeks, would um, would start publicly airing the key grievances with a specific focus on uh, domestic load. Scott asked me to sign him up to extra last night because he hasn't been able to listen. He has no idea what's gone out. Oh, God, I lost her. I lost your email. I don't know how to do that. I can't. Yeah, sure, I'll do it tomorrow. Then I said, ask Ben. I I really want his, I want him to be recording his experiences of doing all the work and holding down the house. I mean, do you think he would do it? The Scott Diaries when ends away. Fuck that. No, I don't care for them. (laughs) I don't want to know. I don't, I'll be, nah. Nah, I mean, good luck, dickhead. Good fucking luck, because I do everything. Let's be all the truth's coming out now. That estrogen patch is really ramping it up, isn't it? Oh, she's back. Yeah. She's back. Look out, guys. Wait till I hit the 50 milligrams. I'm only on the 25. I'm only on the half-strength <laughs> beer. Wait till I've got the full-strength beer. Oh, shit, I might wear 10 patches at once. I might just have patches all over my face. You, it could be Braveheart. I could walk out of our house the day I'm flying out. Just like, you'll never take our freedom. I could do that. If I've got enough estrogen. We could be cruising towards when Em's got seven estrogen patches and Leah Michelle starts to sing Don't Rain on My Parade. Woo-hoo-hoo! It could be the first An Australian place. woman has been arrested for invading the stage at the Schumann Theatre. It, it could be the first case of, oh, yeah, she, she died of estrogen overdose. It's, um, it's a sad thing. <laughs> right, that's enough. All right, uh, have a good week ahead and we'll chat soon. We will. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. This is Emsolation. Oh, gang. It's not like I've just finished the intro and I'm coming straight to do the outro. That is not. I have sat and listened to that entire hilarious podcast you've just gone through and here I am. I did want to mention I have begun watching and finished, actually. I binged it. Survival of the Thickest on Netflix. It's really delightful. I really enjoy it. The lead, the protagonist, 38-year-old woman and going through the embarrassing shit of life, just proving that age doesn't stop that stuff from happening. I really have loved it. It's a bit, like, ludicrous, but you'll go with it. It's got Peppermint from Drag Race, Michelle Visage. It's just, it's a great cast. I thoroughly recommend it. I'm also back in on, and just like that, admit it, Aiden is about to reappear. I'm obsessed. I need to know. Shay's character has had a moment of self-awareness. Like I, I'm just, Charlotte was out on a condom mission for her daughter who announced she wanted to lose her virginity. Just There was a penis pump. I'm just back in. 
It's like they read my dream diary. So what can I say? I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Hey, don't forget, if you want to listen to The Marriage Diaries, there's been so much talk around it, you need to subscribe to Emsolation Extra. Why wouldn't you head on over? Get all that delicious content. Go to emsolation at supercast.com. Wait, is that the right website? emsolation.supercast.com and um, get all the info. I'm out. I'm done. Have a wonderful weekend or week ahead whenever you're hearing this. Um, What am I mentioning? Oh, merch. We're wrapping up the merch, gang. Midnight Monday, July 31. We're wrapping up the merch. We did say it was special edition. So if you want to get yourself a Ginger Taylor hoodie or tote or an Emsolation hoodie, an Emsolation T-shirt, you need to get in before Monday midnight. They're gone forever. I mean, until we do the next drop next year, but whatever. So get in now. Go to our Instagram. I don't even know. Go to my website. There's, if you really want to find it, you'll find it. Oh, my God. Like, as if I'm going to give you a... No, but I can give them a website, but they're not going to stop driving or jogging or cleaning and write it down. Like, just Google it. Oh, wow. What a sale. I mean, I'm just expecting merch. Just run out the door after. <laughs> Far out. It's late Wednesday night. I told you. I told you. All right, I'm off. Bye, gang. Like what you heard and want more? Emsolation is a totally independent neurodivergent female-led podcast, which you can help support by subscribing to Emsolation Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday, question time with Em and Michael, pre-show meetings, videos of the podcast recording, pre-sale access to live events and discount merch, a weekly newsletter and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at emsolation.supercast.com or get the link via Emsolation Socials. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. Socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley and Marcella Rossiano. Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Listener.